This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 590. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, I'm in Vegas for the NRL doubleheader. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Hubble has announced its launch date. I know we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. And Apple has shared some stories about customers whose lives were saved by Apple Watch. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the new ASUS Chromebook Plus. Kobo has released its ebook report, and Ecovax is offering a huge special on one of its most popular robot vacuums. And we'll answer all your tech questions, of course, in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, before we launch into the tech, I thought I'd just share uh, my experience here in Las Vegas for the NRL doubleheader. Of course, my team, the beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs, were one of the four teams who were taking part here in the doubleheader. So Souths played the Manly Sea Eagles, and then you had the Roosters playing the Broncos. Unfortunately, my team, South Sydney, were defeated 36-24 by the Sea Eagles, and in the second game, the Sydney Roosters managed a 20-10 to victory over grand finalists, the Brisbane Broncos. Now, it was held at Allegiant Stadium, which was the same venue about three weeks ago where the Super Bowl was played, so pretty uh, hallowed ground over there. Uh, I've watched a match. I've watched an NFL game, actually, in there once before. I watched the Kansas City Chiefs playing the locals, the Las Vegas Raiders, in early 2023. Uh, that was uh, the last official, the last competition match, if you like, before the playoffs in the in the NFL. A magnificent stadium, 65,000 capacity, I think. The crowd at the at the NRL doubleheader tonight was 40,727 uh, from memory. So yeah, well over uh, over 40,000, which was just a great result for, for the NRL. Uh, I understand there were more than 14,000 Australians who travelled over for the match and that more than 40,000 tickets were sold. We saw that with the crowd. And it was mainly Australians, of course, who were here. And I think a lot of expats, like people who maybe – I met a lot of Australians who were, who live in the US and, and came in, drove in or flew in from other parts of the country to watch the match. But just the vibe before the before the match, despite my disappointment that South Sydney lost, I'm still thinking this was a huge success. The, the NRL kicked off the season 2024 in style. And, and what better place to do it than – Sin City, Las Vegas. I'm normally here for the Consumer Electronics Show. I've been coming here for 20 years, so it was a it was a different vibe being here for something else. I, it, it was great that I didn't I didn't have to go to a, a, the, the show every single day, go to the convention center. It was great that I could just enjoy the atmosphere and the vibe. There was a real vibe here. There was so many people wearing their jerseys, wearing hats. You could tell they were here for the game. 
and, and it really bonded a lot of people. I, I was striking up conversations with people and vice versa. They were talking to me. They saw my South hat or my South shirt and we were asking uh, some questions and, and we were talking to each other about, about this whole event. And I think for... Uh, it, I know it's a cliche, but rugby league was the winner. It really, it really won hearts. I think a lot, a lot of uh, Americans who may be witnessing watching the game for the very first time were, I think, were very impressed with the with the quality of our sport. Uh, and it didn't hurt that Russell Crowe's uh, pr- promotion before the match, before the matches, the, the the explanation of the rules and just the hype. I think it really added to it. And there was, I noticed before the game, there were a lot of ads for for the game. There were a lot of advertisements. Russell Crowe voicing the ads as well to, to get people to, to buy tickets. So I'm hoping that there were a few Americans there to to witness uh, our sport, to witness rugby league. And uh, it, it was for, for the four teams playing uh, that had played uh, over the weekend, they had to deal with a narrower field. The field was actually five metres narrower. So taking two and a half metres from that side, two and a half metres from the other side, Though it, it was a, a noticeably narrower field, but you know what? It didn't really impact on the openness and the flow of the games. There was still a lot of open play, some some great defence. So I think both games uh, were, were great spectacles. There were a lot of exciting moments and, and breaks and kicks and and big tackles. Uh, again, unfortunately, South South didn't win. They came all the way to Vegas and uh, didn't play very well. But anyway, it's only the start of the season. But uh, good luck to Manly. They won. Good luck to the Roosters. They won as well. Little thing I didn't know was that the four teams involved in the round one in this NRL doubleheader here, uh, they now play the other teams that were in the game. So in, in, next, in round two, South will play the Broncos. And uh, the Roosters will take on Manly. So the four teams involved in the Vegas doubleheader will be playing each other in round two. So they've got the same amount of break, same amount of travel. So there's no unfair advantage if they were maybe playing a, a team that had been in Sydney the whole time and were fresh, not, not having to fly back from the U.S., but look, it's the start of the NRL season and a great place to 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 to, ha- to showcase the game. The, the Allegiant Stadium is just, just a magnificent stadium. The, the atmosphere was fantastic in there. So many people wearing their colours. There were very rare – there was hardly anyone not wearing their jerseys or a hat or a jacket or some way to identify who they were supporting. So uh, it was it was a great experience. I was happened to be seated next to two Manly supporters. They were very nice guys. Uh, they got the, they got the cash uh, tonight, so I'm recording this right after the game. I've just gotten back to my room after coming back from the stadium, but uh, look, you know, I think uh, it's a long season, just the start. But hats off to the NRL, Peter Valandis and uh, and Andrew Abdo did a great job. They had an amazing NRL Fan Fest launch uh, three days before the game. And that was uh, that. That had I think there was like three thousand people there. A lot of fans up up in the the Fremont Street experience. They had a red carpet and the players that were mixing with the fans and they were on stage. And it, it was it was a great launch event to for for in the lead up to the match. So great great times. Uh, yeah, we didn't get the result, but still enjoyed it. It was, it was an experience. I think it's it's history. We're seeing. Uh, Games played in Las Vegas in the NRL competition. These these games count. So Manly got the two points. Roosters got the two points. And the season 2024 has kicked off. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. All righty. Let's get on with the tech. And Hubble, uh, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks. It goes on sale from March 10. 
So uh, next week, you'll be able to, uh, or, uh, I think it's Monday, so it's on a Monday. I think it's Monday. Anyway, March 10 is when Hubble is available, either as a box on its own or as uh, as part of a television. Hubble Glass is the TV. Uh, they're all available through JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. Harvey Norman, I understand, is the only retailer selling the television direct to customers. They have a partnership with Foxtel. And the, the TV itself uh, is, is there's a 55-inch model for $1,595, and there is a 65-inch for $1,995, 4K, of course. Uh, have uh, quantum dot display, 8.2 million pixels. They've got the, also the same hands-free voice control as well. Uh, the box can offer 4K naturally, see if you've got a 4K TV, and has also its own remote control with voice control as well. Uh, it is. It is a. I've used it. I haven't haven't got the review units yet, but I I did sit down in front of it and did what and did use it and experience it for quite a while, and it is a really intelligent combination of all of your streaming services, your Foxtel channels, and free to air TV, free to air catch up channels. So if you've got an antenna, connect it to the TV or the Hubble box. You'll be able to see the proper terrestrial TV. If you don't have an antenna, you can still watch IPTV. Listen, listen to last week's episode about the limitations of that, but it's still conveniently located within the TV guide. And you'll also be able to, if you subscribe to Binge, KO, Lifestyle, you'll be able to see all the sports channels, all the lifestyle channels, all the all the other channels in Binge as well, the entertainment channels. So it's basically like, like having Foxtel. To experience Hubble with all the Foxtel content, you'll need to subscribe to KO Sport, Binge, and Lifestyle, and, and Flash, the news channels as well. So uh, the, other, the other thing to look at here too is the opportunity to save if you bundle several of your streaming services. Three Bundle three, you get $5 discount or $5 credit. Bundle four, you get 10. Bundle five, you get $15 credit. Not all uh, of the streaming services are offering that that discounted billing if you do stack it because, uh, yes, yeah, so that's just not uh, not part of their charter at the moment, but could be in future. Uh, Hubble's approach is, look, if you, if you, like I think Apple TV is one, Paramount Plus is another, you can't get in the stack and save. And their approach is, okay, use the $15 you save to pay for Apple TV or Paramount Plus, the ones that aren't participating. Uh, so that's that's a, an, an incentive as well. Now, just to further explain what the platform is, there's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions, and, and uh, so people don't really have a good grasp of what it's offering. Now, the best way I can describe it is to say that it puts everything in one place. I know the Foxtel box kind of did that with with Netflix, so you could go to the Netflix app, open up Netflix, see what's inside the Netflix app and so on. You can go through the Foxtel channels. You can get your free-to-air channels. With Hubble, it's the content that you see rather than the apps where they came from. It does. You could easily tell that. But rather than you opening an app, looking for content, closing that app, opening another app, everything exists on the platform. And it, it, it is it is a level of intelligence that, that is, I think, slightly above you, say, your, your, your average TV, smart TV systems. So at the moment, of course, you can already, 
if you're a Netflix customer or a Stan customer, your TV is going to know that and perhaps offer you in the, on the front page some suggestions where you picked up, pick up where you left off, but nowhere near the depth of what Hubble is going to do. Hubble will give you shortcuts to news, sport, movies, uh, or, or TV shows, and tell you what's on now, what's on next, what, what's, what's the, 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 the trending show at the moment. So it gives you all that and uh, at your fingertips, so easy to scroll through. So the idea is to, to give you less scrolling time, more watching time, because that's one of the bugbears where customers are looking through a, a smart TV's menu or going into an app. They're limited, A, by what's inside that app. So they're rather than getting a broad look at what's in all the apps at the same time. Uh, it does take a while to find out what they want to watch. Can take can take some time, and and that that just less time for you to watch what you want to watch. So, Hubble, I, I think, offers a really interesting uh, offering there. It's a really interesting platform and and an intelligent platform, and uh, a great voice control, good remote control, good menu set up as well. So it's very easy to navigate. Also, I'll be uh, probably the next show or the one after will be uh, the the podcast where I'll talk more in depth about my experience and it'd be more of a review. This is just telling you March 10 is when it's on sale and also just giving you a bit of a rundown of what we can expect. If you want to read more about that, uh, the the on launch, uh, the, the launch date and also Hubble in general, it's all there for you at techguide.com.au. Now, we know Apple Watch is a uh, very popular smartwatch, the most popular smartwatch, as a matter of fact, and uh, has been around for a little while. And it has evolved over the years to include some pretty remarkable features that can potentially save your life. And in this instance, Apple has shared two stories where the features of the Apple Watch have saved the lives of these customers. Uh, so... It is Apple naturally would, would, with their permission, of course, share these stories because it does showcase the fact that Apple Watch has got your back. It can it can help you in in situations. So in uh, we're going to go in depth more on these two stories, but whether it's health, whether you're out exercising, uh, whether you have a, a, a an accident or a fall or something, there there are ways for the for Apple Watch to act on your behalf to call emergency services, share your location to send you notifications. It really does have your back. And, and, and these two stories are quite remarkable. They, the two people involved here, these are survival stories. They're, it's Bruce Mildenhall and Lexi Northcott. We'll start with Bruce Mildenhall. Bruce is an avid cyclist. Now, he was on a bike ride in the Macedon Ranges in 2021. And would you believe he'd reached the summit and as he was riding down, he was knocked off his bike by a kangaroo. So he, he was knocked down and knocked unconscious. So what, what happens here is Apple, the Apple Watch that Bruce was wearing had a cellular connection and a plan, and it allowed him to just have his Apple Watch. So he, because he, he, he didn't want to carry his phone, Apple Watch, because it had that cellular connection, can make and receive calls, messages, stream your content, whatever you need. But in the event of an emergency, like we saw with Bruce, when he got knocked off his bike, Apple Watch 
waited to see whether he was conscious. So it detected he'd been in a fall and it it waited it normally waits a time to if for you to respond to the alert. It detects it. And if you don't do anything, if you don't respond to the alert, so say you've you've fallen maybe off, off a chair or something and you're you're conscious, your Apple Watch is gonna say, Are you okay? And you slide, oh, yes, I'm okay, and then that's the end of the matter. If you're on the floor unconscious, like in the case of Bruce, he didn't respond and it automatically called emergency services, shared his location, and even alerted the person in his contact list, which happened to be his wife. Now, Bruce recalls nothing. He says that he made it to the summit and he was knocked unconscious. He woke up in an ambulance. So, and the fact that it had that cellular connection was the ability that gave it the ability to have emergency services and his precise like call emergency services and have his precise location shared. In the in the if he didn't have an Apple Watch, he could have been laying out there for hours until he regained consciousness or someone else maybe found him. Bruce was admitted to hospital, spent a week recovering from a dislocated shoulder and broken ribs, and. It is, it is a remarkable story. Now, let's move on to Lexi Northcote. She was given an Apple Watch for her, for her 16th birthday. And what happened with Lexi was she started receiving daily low heart rate notifications. So the Apple Watch can be set to alert you if your heart rate is high and you're not exercising or too low dangerous like oh, it's a wor- worried level low and so either, either end it's something that people really need to take notice of now Lexi did receive these daily low heart rate notifications but being 16 years of age she dismissed it she thought well I'm young I'm fit can't be anything to worry about but the low heart rate notifications continued multiple times a day and it wasn't until she turned 17 which is in 2020 when she was at a doctor and and she just happened to mention it to her doctor she says i keep getting these low heart note low heart rate notifications and so the doctor thinking well you know what let's not let's not take a chance let let's be be safe here be sure she performed he suggested an ecg and was surprised to discover Lexi was at extreme risk of heart failure and needed heart surgery. Now, if it wasn't for Apple Watch warning her constantly and her deciding to do something about it, she could very well have lost her life. Lexi's mother, Carla, says if it wasn't for Apple Watch giving her those notifications and checking with her doctor, she might not be around today. That's pretty, that's pretty extraordinary. The two, these are just two of many stories that Apple has shared, by the way, over the years about how Apple Watch and the features that we've talked about have saved customers' lives. Now, Apple Watch can also run an ECG and record your heartbeat and rhythm and, and also check for atrial fibrillation, which is a form of irregular heart rhythm. And you know what you can do? You can store this information in the health app, and this information can be shared with your doctor. So the quality of the information, so the accuracy of the information is good enough to show a doctor. And listen, look at the case of Lexi 
the notifications were good enough to to warn to, to they were the strong enough to make her talk to her doctor so accurate enough to say well you know what this is a danger zone here you need to worry you need to talk to someone about it and that's exactly what she did remarkable if you have an apple watch uh and you know what but oh, just just to, to just to preface this too apple watch isn't the only smartwatch with fall detection and low heart rate notifications apple just decided to to share these stories with with the these customers permission they also shared images and the whole story so they really decided to what how, what other what better way to showcase apple watch than it's a it's a device that can potentially save your life in the as we've seen with these two people remarkable stuff if you want to read a little bit more about that you can check it out at techguide.com you're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews this week is the Asus Chromebook Plus. Now, Chromebooks have been around for a while, a decade as a matter of fact, and they're a different type of computer. For those who aren't aware what Chromebooks are, it's not a Windows PC, it's not a Mac, it's a Google-powered cloud computing system that offers most of the same capabilities as a regular laptop. So, same deal, stay productive, stay informed, stay entertained but you are using the Google Chrome browser. You're using uh, Google Google uh, Gmail. You're using uh, files and sheets and, and, and other Google applications. There are other uh, others as well. So, you know, apart from Google Photos, Google Meet, Google Chat, Docs, Slides, Sheets, Google Drive, Google Calendar. It also is you are able to use uh, Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger, TikTok, Stan, Disney+, Netflix, Prime Video, uh, and, and other popular games too, like Minecraft, Candy Crush Saga, Roblox. So they run on the, on the, on the Chromebook like an app. You've got to remember there's the Google Play Store on here as well. And so all in all gives you this really, really Im- impressive performance, unmatched security. So the Chromebook being, it's a, you can kind of call it a closed system within within the Google at you know, It's still a big system, but it's closed off. It, it, it's not like it's going to 
receive any kind of virus that they'll run that attacks Windows users or Mac users or any other of that malware just doesn't run on the Chromebook because the operating system is basically the browser and the cloud and Google's cloud services. So security-wise, you got no problem there. The device itself, we were, we were sent to review the Asus Chromebook Plus. Now, this has an improved 1080p plus IPS display with a webcam, built-in Google Apps, and new and powerful AI capabilities. Uh, so it is it has a 14-inch screen, and it is powered by the Intel Core, uh, uh, sorry, the AMD Ryzen 7000 series processor with 8 gig of RAM and 128 gig of local storage, uh, and looks and feels like a regular laptop. It's got uh, two USB-A ports, two USB-C ports, a full-size HDMI port, and a headphone jack, along with, of course, Bluetooth connectivity and Wi-Fi connectivity as well. Now, it is, as I mentioned, all of those Google apps, Gmail, Google Photos, you name it, and those apps, other apps as well, so your streaming apps, social media apps, uh, if you're into cloud gaming as well, there's a new, uh, you do get three months free uh, GE Force Now Priority Tier, free three-month trial if you want to play cloud gaming. So these are games that are hosted in the cloud, so you don't have to have the super-duper computer. The cloud does all the work. The computer just gives you a screen and controls. Uh, and when when apps are launched, so say you're using Instagram or TikTok, I love the fact that when it launches, it launches like it's on your phone. So it gives you the choice of running it like a uh, portrait style, like on your phone or like on a tablet or in a, re- in a resizable window so that it lo- it's like a regular laptop. Really, really, uh, really does come in handy. It gives you the choice as well. So if you want to still have that sort of look and feel of a phone or a tablet, you can or run it like a laptop. It does also have some features in Google Photo that have been inherited from the Google Pixel phone, uh, and that is Magic Eraser. Uh, it's got HDR portrait blur as well. But the the Chromebook Plus, it, 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 despite the fact it's not a Windows machine or a Mac, don't think it doesn't have pretty impressive capabilities. So you can do things like make video calls, personalize your desktop and your wallpaper, sync all your file files, even when you're offline. You can even run video editing software on this thing. So in the Google Play Store, you'll find an app called Luma Fusion. So Luma Fusion runs sweetly on the Chromebook Plus, can add your clips, music, photos, add a whole bunch of effects. You can even use Photoshop on this, Photoshop on the web to be precise, to get into your photo editing. Uh, Adobe Express is also available for Chromebook Plus, so you can do things like design content, uh, for TikTok, for Instagram Reels, logos, cards, resumes, gives you all of those capabilities. And it is naturally very easy to connect your Android smartphone to the Chromebook Plus. So when your phone and laptop are linked, you can uh, use your phone as a hotspot. You can access your messaging, access your recent photos, stream apps that are installed uh, on your phone, uh, and you can run them directly on the Chromebook Plus. Pretty good. Now, it's available in two colors, black and white. Now, the Chromebook itself, solid build. It weighs just 1.44 kilograms. 
And I love the fact that, and being a Chromebook, it's pretty fast and, and like impressive performance. Like it wakes up from sleep almost instantly, uh, boots up really quickly. And uh, it, it does everything, if, everything you need to do to get your work done. Browse the web, check your emails, does that pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, not a touchscreen. So you get, you've, uh, you're just going to have to use your trackpad or a mouse. Uh, no biggie. I think MacBook Pro users can relate. Any MacBook user, they don't have touchscreens either. The full-size keyboard is pretty cool. Very well spaced. A nice amount of travel when you're typing. I love the movement of keys under my fingers. That's called travel. Uh, and you know what? We had the white Chromebook, the Asus Chromebook Plus, from for our review. And it, it, my only criticism of the hardware was that it had light grey keys and there was black writing on each key. Now, when, when the backlight wasn't working in good light, I could see the keys or the lettering on each key quite clearly. But when the backlight turned on, the backlit keys, it was very hard to read the lettering. So I pretty not much know where the keys are, but I do want to be able to see exactly where my fingers are going. And it didn't really make it hard to read. It got to a point where I had to turn down the backlight brightness to zero so I could still use it. And it was putting the backlight on even when I had a lot of light in the room. So that was uh, not a deal breaker, minor complaint, but... Still, I used it as my daily driver for for a while while I had my while I was doing doing my review, and it 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 provided everything I needed to edit my website, write my stories, uh, connect, play, ent- be entertained. Everything was there. Battery life was about ten hours, so roughly about the same as a regular laptop. Got us through our workday quite easily. Needed to put it on charge perhaps the next morning, so that that was pretty cool. Um, the Asus Chromebook, it's priced at $1,049 too, which is slightly above your regular Chromebook. Well, this is the Chromebook Plus, so it, it is a lot more capable than your previous Chromebook. But still, I think even at $1,049, not bad value. You're getting pr- really good performance, great security, all the apps you'll ever need, uh, cloud cloud access as well. Don't forget, it's running on the Google's cloud services there. So yeah, I think a pretty good deal. The Asus Chromebook Plus, well-designed, powerful, offers a fast and efficient computing and connectivity experience. If you want to read our complete review, you can do that at techguide.com.au. All righty, let's get into the Kobo Book report, the ebook report to be precise, and audio book report. Now, Kobo make uh, very impressive e-readers. Uh, the Ellipsa is the latest one that has a stylus, so you can actually annotate books right on the screen. The Kobo, there are a lot of other products that offer this type of, you know, the pen and the ability to write on documents. From my, from what I know, I understand how. What I understand, Kobo is the only e-reader with a stylus that allows you to write directly into your e-books. There is some sort of patent that Kobo holds that the Kindle uh, and and the other, even the Remarkable, don't, don't have those that, that same patent that allows you to write in, in the book you're reading or the, you know, write notes on the Kindle 
you on the Kindle Scribe, you can leave like post-it notes. And you've got to click on that. It opens up as a little post-it note. So, but with the Kobo, you're actually writing inside the book. I know a lot of people, when, when Kobo launched their, the Ellipsa with the pen, with the stylus to write, the sales of non-fiction e-books had a, a decent jump because that's how a lot of people read non-fiction books, textbooks and various things like that. They like to have, read it with a pen in their hand. They highlight things and various things like that. So uh, that, that's that's one up for Kobo right there. But this report they released was all about how our reading habits in 2023. Now, here's an impressive stat. Cumulatively in 2023, so the amount of times, the time we spent reading, every customer, how much we read, it equated, this is just in 2023, if you add it all up, it equated to 1,430 years. Now that's up 119 years from 2022. That's So this is the cumulative time. So if you added up everyone's time reading their eBooks and added it up all together in, in a year, that's how long we read for. And... What were the most popular books I hear you ask? Well, Prince Harry's autobiography, Spare, was the top of the bestseller list. It was also near top of the, uh, sorry, it was fourth in the top ebooks, but it was the top audiobook. Now, audiobooks are relevant here because Kobo Plus is a service they introduced uh, that, that gave you, it's an all you can eat reading service. So this script, the uh, that that was updated to include audiobooks, and they saw a twenty-seven percent increase in audiobooks as a result of that. Now we spent a total time listening to audiobooks, a cumulative time again, added all up the time we spent sixty-six point eight years listening to audiobooks. I'm a big fan. I love audiobooks, and I love reading an ebook. I love reading physical books. I love reading non-fiction books, fiction books. You name it. I'm reading normally three or four books at once, uh, and the the Kobo is one of the devices I use. The Kobo, uh, the waterproof Kobo, as well as the Kobo Ellipsa. I quite like the waterproof. Is handy because you think about it. We spend a lot of time reading near water, whether it's by the pool, on holiday, at the beach. Makes sense, don't you think? Anyway, the Kobo Book Report really was a great snapshot of our reading habits. Uh, and, of course, the, the popular genres, the, the, the titles we'll talk about in a moment. Most popular genre surprised me. Most popular genre was romance. Next up, the, mo- the next most popular was biographies and autobiographies, which I can understand. Uh, mystery was next, and business and economics were were the other the other top genres. Uh, the time we read is very interesting. We're apparently a nation of night owls. We like reading at eleven p.m. is the most popular reading time in New South Wales and Victoria. Our magic hour for reading is about nine ten p.m. in South Australia and Queensland. Western Australia though, up late eleven p.m. reading engrossed in their books. And you know what? Celebrities sold a lot of books. Celebrities and royalty, Prince Harry's Spare, Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, and Britney Spears' Tell All the Woman in Me were the top, the, one of the, the top three celebrity slash royalty titles. Uh, so, and also the two big films of last year, Barbie and Oppenheimer, also motivated us to read more about those particular characters and subjects. So books about Barbie increased by 13%. 
ebook purchases about Robert Oppenheimer, including the book that the film was based on, uh, and and or the uh, just on the atomic bomb, they all increased. So books about Oppenheimer and the atomic bomb increased by a staggering six hundred and thirty eight percent. So that's a spike and a half right there. TikTok was also a pretty big influence on Australian reading choices. Sarah J. Maas and Jennifer L. Armentrot and Colleen Hoover, the main authors that we were binging, sort of the the talk the talk books, TikTok books. So uh, the Kobo Plus All You Can Read ebook subscription was thirteen ninety nine a month, and that was that's been available since twenty twenty one. It was expanded to include audio books. Uh, and that was uh, price went up to sixteen ninety nine, but in, but audio books as well. So not only can you read the books, but also listen to the books as well. I love doing that. The top ebooks: number one, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Number two, Atlas: The Story of Par Salt by Lucinda Riley. Number three, Fourth Wing, Rebecca Yaros. Number four, Spare by Prince Henry, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. Number five, Yellowface by Rebecca F. Quang. The top 10 audiobooks, or I'll give you the top five, actually. Spare by Prince Harry. You can read the rest of it on Tech Guide if you want to see the top 10. Spare by Prince Harry was uh, the top audiobook. It was actually read by Prince Harry. I listened to it. It was him. Atomic Habits by James Clear, number two. Lessons in Chemistry, Bonnie Garmus. And Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Also, Matthew McConaughey narrates that book as well. That, I think, is a huge... Huge uh, attraction for me to listen to an audio book, especially a biography that's actually read by the biographer. I have in the past listened to Hillary Clinton's books read by her, Barack Obama's biography read by Barack Obama, Prince Harry's story. I do also love authors who read their books. I think I've, I've listened to a couple of Stephen King books that are read by Stephen King himself. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's very impressive as well. But we love our reading. We're a nation of readers. So... Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's worthy of uh, sharing all of these amazing book reports with you and all coming courtesy of Kobo. If you want to read all of those lists, you want to see the top 10 e-books, the top 10 audio books, I didn't give you all of them, but you can check them all out for yourself at techguide.com.au. Now, Ecovacs has another special coming up in the Aldi special buys. It's this week. So this is this uh, episode's out on March 4. But on March 6, if you go to Aldi, they are selling the D-Bot Neo robot vacuum for half price, $399. I've reviewed the Neo. So if you go to my story about the Aldi special buy, you'll see a link to my review of the D-Bot Neo. Now, this is a mop and a vacuum. Under 400 bucks has... Great navigation technology, laser-based, in fact, mapping and navigation technology, compatible with Google Home and Amazon Alexa. Now, if you don't already have a, a robot vacuum, this is a great opportunity for you to jump in. If you maybe already have a, a robot vacuum, this is an opportunity to buy another one because a lot of people have multi-story homes and you might just pop this one on the second floor. Or you might buy two at once. You might just dive head first. Now, I do – people say, look, oh, a robot vacuumed, how much time can it possibly save me? Well, yes, it does save you time. But the thing it can do for you, though, uh, Ecovacs put together some ways that uh, customers who purchase the D-Bot Neo can put the device to good use. Uh, first off, if you've got a pet, really does a good job of cleaning pet hair. So dog or cat, 
or if you've got several pets, the onboard 2600 PA suction power can keep your floors clear of pet hair. Now, the vacuum goes out every day, vacuums your carpets, mops your floors, and uh, then returns to the charging station if it does need to recharge. Uh, it's also helpful too. This is a really good gift for elderly people. Maybe you know, still living at home, but they may have mobility issues. They don't get around as well as they used to, and cleaning is a bit harder for them now. So rather than hiring a cleaner, they can get a robot vacuum, and it'll, it'll mop the floors, vacuum the carpet, maintain a level of cleanliness that with them hardly having to lift a finger. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, also, uh, get you get back your time. Like not everyone has time to mop their floors or, or clean their carpets. And uh, if you get a robot vacuum, that means more time you can spend with your family, more time playing golf, more times enjoying your other leisure activities. Well, well worth it. I've already touched on this other reason too. If you live in a multi-story home, you can add a second robot at this reduced price, or uh, and just to make sure the whole house is clean, or buy two. If there's still available, if there's still stock available though at Aldi, stock while stocks last, but it's three hundred and ninety nine dollars, usually seven hundred and ninety nine bucks. So you're getting a bargain here. This is is pound for pound probably one of the best robot vacuums you can buy, and these are going to go fast. So make sure you get down to Aldi, three nine nine for the Dbot Neo. If you want to read our review, it is a link away. If you click on the link about the EcoVac special at Aldi. There is a link then to the Ecovacs Dbot Neo review. Well worth checking out. So if you want to see all of that, check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. And the Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you each and every week by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. I did bring some Belkin products uh, here to help me with my with my travel, to keep my devices charged. I did bring their, uh, their multi-charger, so it is a wall charger. It is also a battery and also has changeable plugs. So I was here traveling to the US. I bought the US plug. So rather than having to use an adapter, it's plugged directly into the wall. Now, the other, some other tips I can offer you about traveling. If you, if you, I, I travel to the US a lot. So having products that have the US plug built in already, that helps you. You don't have to bring adapters. Like I have a bag, a little bag packed with all my US charging stuff. If I'm traveling to Europe, I've got another one packed with that. So I just got to grab one or the other. And things I do to help me, 
I do have in when because I, I travel to the US a lot, as I said, I've actually got a, a US uh, power board. So all those products that that plug into a US wall socket, sometimes the pos, the positioning of the sockets isn't ideal. Uh, so I do have some one adapter chargers as well. So they've got a you push out a slide out a lever and the US prongs appear, and it is quite a big charger. It's a big adapter, and if you put it in the wall, and there's two plugs, it takes up the whole plug, so uh, it, it kind of hogs the whole plug, and so not always ideal. That's why having the the power board with the with the US plugs in the power board, and it's only got like two. It's got three um, plugs in it. That helps me position that. And then all I need are USB-C cables. The one adapter and even the, uh, the Belkin adapters too. Uh, the Belkin adapter with the interchangeable, uh, the interchangeable plugs, that can only charge your mobile device, so your phone and tablet uh, and maybe your camera. But I do have other higher capacity chargers like the one adapter. So I don't actually have to bring, for example, my MacBook charging brick. I could just bring the, the cord. So USB-C into the one adapter, into the computer and it's charging. So you can, by using an adapter, by using uh, products that have interchangeable plugs like the Belkin product, That's I've written about that on Tech Guide, by the way. I also shared a TikTok video about that as well, which did very well. So check that out, watch the video. These little tips can save you having to pack an entire suitcase full of chargers and you don't have to bring your original charger for your laptop, for your tablets, all these other products. You can just bring the cables. As long as you've got enough USB-C cables, now that iPhone's USB-C, much easier to keep it charged rather than having to remember to bring a lightning cable and a USB-C cable and all these other things. So they're my little tricks and tips, um, tips and tricks, however you want to say it. Uh, when I travel, I, I do, I, I, I usually have a, just enough to keep my phone charged, my, my laptop, my, my tablet, and to power, like I'm, I'm recording this through the Rodecaster Duo, uh, I've actually got uh, the plug for that as well uh, here with me, and that is in into that's the only product I've got that's got an adapter because it needs its own power supply. I, I wanted to ensure that I was getting enough power to to the Rodecaster Duo because one thing I didn't want to happen is this thing stopping working halfway through a recording. So uh, I thought better safe than sorry. It would probably be all right. I've got a, that one adapter would probably care, provide enough power, enough wattage to uh, keep keep that or the watt the output to keep it charging just like a laptop needs 60 watts of output to to charge and the one adapter offers 60 uh, 65 so pretty good and the roadcaster will run off that anyway but I didn't want to take any chances you know I didn't want it to cut off halfway wouldn't want that would we And that there is our show for this week, recorded in Las Vegas. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out about anything we've spoken about on, on the podcast, please head over to techguide.com.au. Everything in detail, everything that we've spoken about on the show, you will find right there. And if you uh, please get in touch with us as well, uh, info at techguide.com.au is the email. Even easier still, click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the page. And that will open up a little form, which will end up as an email in my inbox. We also want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Please support these long-standing supporters of Tech Guide 
Please support them. They've been supporting us for so long. Well worth your custom. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another show from Sydney next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. We'll